0: Welcome to the Engineering Emotions and Energy Podcast. I am your host, Justin Wink. Today's show, great topic, it's all about forgiveness. And I've got a secret technique that'll let you forgive in three easy steps. One of the things that's surest to deplete your, your energy levels and mess with your emotions is resentments and anger. It's often been said that being resentful of somebody is like taking poison and expecting it to hurt them and somehow help you so we've all already heard of forgiveness and it's one of those things where all right I got it how do I actually do it in practice because I've mentioned before I've been doing the six phase meditation from vision lakiani founder of mind Va founder of mind valley folks I've been doing a yoga teacher training and Had uh, 12 hours of of yoga teacher training, so I'm a little all over the place, but we have a fantastic show. So forgiveness is one of the six phases. In fact, it is phase three. First phase is compassion. Second phase is gratitude. Third phase is forgiveness. If you want all six phases, you can go look up the six phase meditation yourself. So there's a lot on forgiveness. And this is an area that's always been very difficult for me because I I can have a lot of complaints and challenges. And especially recently, I've been in quite a funk. My company released earnings. So that's when the company leaders tell you all about how the company did, how we're going to do, and sort of critique the performance of all the employees. And for whatever reason, it was record breaking yet still not good enough and interesting enough interestingly enough the toastmasters i'm a big toastmaster and if you're not familiar with toastmasters it's a fantastic club where you can work on your communication skills and leadership skills in an environment where none of the shit matters because it's just a group of people that you don't know, and the only thing got in common is y'all want to get better at your communication skills. So, recommend look that up. Going to do a topic on that at some point. So, the speech of the day was by one of the club's great great speakers, and it was on the topic of the corporate morality paradox. Uh, let me, I uh, I took a picture of the book, so let me pull this up on the phone. Phones are kind of our new memories. So it, it was from this book by Joel Bacan called The Corporation, The Pathological Pursuit of Profit and Power. And the main point that the speaker was bringing up is that there's a paradox of morality when it comes to corporations, in that for a corporation to be moral under the law, which a corporation is a legal entity, so that is its highest good is the law. The corporation must seek to enhance shareholder value, which is to make money. And then you have what I'm going to call human morality, which is to do good in the world. So it doesn't really matter where you get that from, a God, a culture, or just because your mom and dad said so. the The paradox is that If something is good under human morality, but it would harm profits, the corporation cannot take that action. So something can only be done that is good for humanity if and only if it's good for the shareholder. If it in any way degrades from shareholder value, corporation has a moral obligation not to do it. So that's how you get into some of these interesting stories of, well, they knew the risk, but because it saved a bunch of money and the fines or the penalties would have been less than not doing it, they end up polluting a river, rushing a drug out before all the tests are done, because the highest good for a corporation is shareholder value, and they can only do human good if it enhances shareholder value. And it's just something that as I've been getting more into what do I really want to do with my life, I, I realize it's to do more of that human moral good in the world. And when you see that there is not a regard for that in decision making, it can really piss me off and get really annoying and I and I definitely got down this week cuz hearing about all the decisions and all the plans and just realizing that this has zero benefit to the workers or to our customers other than to extract additional shareholder value out of these actions it just got very disheartening and I had a lot of resentment and anger and so that's why This forgiveness topic is even more important, I believe, to me right now, and it's always important because, again, a resentment is like eating poison and thinking it's going to change something outside of yourself. It just, it just, I've tried. I've been very, very resentful. And in part of the six-phase meditation, one of the chapters I, I read on the forgiveness, they suggest go Go make a list of everyone you might have a resentful feeling towards, people that have harmed you, so that you can, you know, every day do somebody new, or maybe some people they're going to take a week, a month. And it was really, really interesting how many people I had, and I'm like, oh shit, no wonder I I carry this ball of frustration around. I mean, I got my mom and my dad, my sister, like that's easy, but I've got a chorus teacher from when I was in third grade, cello teacher from when I think I was in third, my elementary science teacher, Mrs. Cohen, oh, she was such, she was such an asshole. She had a mandatory group and an optional group, and if you did your homework and you did as you were told, you got to be optional, you got special privileges, And if you did not, then you were mandatory and you did not get the special privileges. Oh, she sucks. I had a best friend in elementary school, James, who later ended up hating me. Uh, Some kid who made fun of my speed racer shirt in uh, in junior high. Uh, This this guy that uh, hung out with made fun of me in junior high. I've got old managers, their managers, ex-girlfriends, women I've dated, the professors of friends of mine that caused them a lot of pain, so then I had to hear a lot of the complaining. Old professors of my own. My Pop Warner football coach He just threw me in and had the big, biggest guy, linebacker, just tackle me mercilessly. All sorts of people that I've got complaints about that I can work on forgiving. And most recently I decided, oh, I can apply this to uh, the senior leadership at my company and let go of that and be able to live in a little bit more joy and happiness. So how do you actually go about forgiving? It's such an easy word in practice. These these people did things I didn't like. Some of them are really wrong, bad, should not be repeated. And forgiveness does not mean that you say the behavior is okay. You're just saying, I'm not going to be angry at you actively. It's a statement of, I am going to live in the present, I am not going to take the past with me everywhere I go, because that doesn't improve my life. My life is about the present and the possibilities I want to create. So if somebody did something illegal, they should of course have to pay the penalty for that, whatever it is. But there's no need to worry about any punishments and hold a grudge and keep a resentment as well. The resentment, the grudge, the hatred, the anger is not going to improve any legal consequences or other consequences. And in fact, that just might make it more difficult for you to do what's actually necessary to do for those consequences to actually be rendered. So great, we're okay with the idea of forgiveness. We're on board It doesn't mean somebody can just get away with something or that you have to let them do it again. How do you do it? So three steps. And this is an adaptation of a technique I learned a while ago called three categories. The three categories are negative, neutral, positive. Now, what do I mean by this? Basically, if anything happens as a result of somebody else interacting with us, we can never 100% know the motivation of that person's actions. Even if they tell us, we can never 100% be sure that they are telling us the truth of their motivations. So the motivations are never unknown. So any reasoning that we give to somebody's behaviors is 100% made up on our part. Often, We choose the most negative reason for a person's actions when it applies to us, even though we do not know the actual reasoning behind somebody's actions. Example, you're driving along, someone cuts in front of you. Usual reaction is, This is a horrible person. They did it just to piss me off, just to make me late, just to frustrate me because they are such a mean person and they are out to get me. I hate, I hate people that drive these cars this way. They are the worst. We have, we have no idea. So that's the negative way to look at it. Neutral, very even keeled. Somebody came in front of me. Maybe they saw me. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't think they had the other option. We don't know. Positive. This person has something horrible going on and they are racing to the hospital. And they, any other day, would have gladly let me go first, but they were just so concerned about what was going on. And they probably would like to apologize for this horrible, egregious act, but they don't have my phone number. Oh, that poor person. I hope that they're okay and I hope their families are okay. So three takes on the exact same event. So for for example from in my let's take my uh uh my asshole elementary science teacher Mrs. Cohen. Um she's I'm I'm sure she's no longer with us. So I'm, I think it's okay. So she was a witch of a woman to little elementary school kids including myself. So I can take this as and so this is this is where the three steps come in is you start with your initial thought which is unfortunately too often the negative so step 1 Mrs. Cohen she's just an evil horrible woman that hates kids and she saw that I was a horrible child and she singled me out for that mandatory for punishment because she knew I was bad and she's awful and I'm awful it sucks Step two, let's get to neutral. This system came from on high that she just took, and she had these criteria that she had to follow, and it was nothing personal. There was nothing she could do. Perhaps she would have liked to have done better. Perhaps not. It just is what it is. Step three, step three. Mrs. Cohen grew up in a very unloving household, And she didn't know how to show love to anyone in her world, including children. And also, she got very intimidated by those that had an aptitude for science and math and would get angry. And she saw how bright I was and how good I was. And when she saw that I wasn't living up to my fullest potential, that angered her. And the best she could do was put me in the mandatory, even though... Part of her probably really wanted to support me, but she just didn't have the ability to support my greatness. And so really, she was just trying to encourage me the best way she could, but she didn't have any better way. And after that, it's a lot easier to forgive and let go of that anger, let go of that resentment, and say, Mrs. Kahn, I forgive you. I no longer hold that anger. It's okay. So I really encourage you if someone does something that harms you, that makes you angry, makes you resentful, if you got to get out the piece of paper and write down the steps 1 2 and 3, practice it, practice it, practice it. Eventually you'll be able to do it. Boom 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 in the moment, forgive on demand and you will be living much more in the present. You will have less negative emotions and you will be a much happier, much more energetic, much more fun individual and you will have just engineered your emotions and your energy. Boom! That's our show for today. Appreciate you all for listening. Hit me up on Facebook, Justin Wink, W-E-N-C-K. Also can find me on justinwink.com. We'll talk soon. Good night, everybody.